Welcome to Game Fellas, the Retro to Modern Gaming Podcast, Episode Uno. Let me introduce everyone, starting with Mark. Hey, how's it going? Mark's from Idaho, just FYI. <laughs> then we have, well, we got Justin, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today, but uh, he'll be on a later episode. But then we have uh, Nate, our producer, who is off camera. What's up, guys? I will be providing links in the background. <laughs> yes. And fact-checking and all that good stuff. Nate is from the Florida Panhandle in uh, BFE, as we call it. Next is Tony. Hey, how you doing? Tony Brazel, Brazel the Gamer, yep. from Collinsville, Illinois. Come the, to my uh, house and steal my stuff. Yeah, the uh, ketchup <laughs> bottle uh, capital of the world. Yep. <laughs> Next we have Derek Moore. How's it going, guys? Derek's from uh, BFE, Missouri. Pretty much. And Soren Day, correct? D-A-Y, Soren Day yeah. from the UK. Hello. Whereabouts the UK are you from again, Soren? Um, it's easier to say London. <laughs> okay, <laughs> London, close enough. And I'm Zach, the host, or at least uh, trying to be the host this first time. I'm from South Florida, Jensen Beach. We'll be hosting this on my channel, which is the Schmup Master channel, uh, for the time being. Um... Because we figured it just makes sense to do it that way for now. And the way this is going to work is we are going to have a little roundtable uh, where we all go around and talk about what games we've been playing lately. And then from there, we will have a discussion section. And the topic of uh, this first podcast is basically going to be um, the best and worst examples of retro game franchises that are still around today. So first, we will start with what we've been playing. So... Mark, why don't you take it away and tell us uh, what you've been playing lately. Sure. So you guys might know me from all the shmup podcasts and stuff I do, so naturally I've been playing a crap load of shooting games. Um, I'm actually in a tournament right now, so I'm trying to really brush up on some of my some of the shmups I've played in the past, Dodonpachi and Gunbird and stuff. Um, as far as modern games have gone, I've kind of been MIA on modern games for the past few months. The last one I played was... Ninja Gaiden 2 on the Xbox 360. That's one of my favorites. And this is coming from uh, the youngest guy of us in his 20s, and he's, <laughs> and he's not playing modern stuff. Gotta love it. Uh, darn millennials. Yeah. <laughs> Repping the millennials on the podcast. What else? Uh, what a, So when you do play modern stuff, what do you normally play, Mark? Like, What's the last modern game you can think of that you've, that you've actually played? The last one that I played a bunch is uh, Neo. Have you played that on the PS4? I like to I've play heard, mostly action-style games or games that are pretty intensive as far as challenge and stuff. Fighting games, too. I'm huge into fighting games. Um, okay. I played you're a lot of Third Strike, but that's not a modern game either. So You're you're also the only one of us, I think, that's like truly a competitive gamer, right? I yeah. think. Like, uh why don't you talk about that a little bit and how I know you play Smash Brothers competitively and, and some other things. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I play uh, Melee competitively, which may delight or anger some of the audience. It's usually a split <laughs> between how people feel about it. But yeah, I, I play Melee competitively, go to tournaments and stuff in it. I'm not super, super, like, I don't know, super competitive into it as far as, you know, getting up on teams and all that stuff. But I play a shitload of matches online and go to tournaments and platinum ranked player so for people who don't know how how do you play melee online uh because obviously you can't do it on the gamecube I yeah don't you, think. you use the dolphin dolphin emulator with 
a site called Anther's Ladder, and they work together actually really well. It's probably some of the best online fighting games you can play, really. Probably because it's outside dev <laughs> dev <laughs> rules and restrictions. It's just whatever works, works. Right, yeah, and the Dolphin. I, I've heard, I've, I've messed around with the Dolphin uh, emulator before, but I've heard, yeah, Crazy. really, it's amazing. Yeah, what it, how far it's come. Yeah, one of the best around. Okay, that's cool. All right. Thank you, Mark. Why don't we uh, move on to da, 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 Tony? Take it away. What have you been playing lately besides uh, Final Fantasy fourteen? Mostly Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> um, actually, to the point where today I was just like, I, I just don't feel like playing it. Uh, for if you don't know, Final Fantasy fourteen is the uh, is the second online uh, massive multiplayer RPG uh, for the Final Fantasy series. And I love it. I mean, I think it's probably one of the best love letters to the series uh, that that Square has come out with, um, which is really cool. A lot of, a lot of cool throwbacks and stuff. Uh, on top of that, I play a lot of Stardew Valley on Switch. Um, I, I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't really know why I'm still playing that one as well, because I've pretty much gotten all the achievements. I've done everything on that game. So kind of uh, looking for... Uh, I guess I guess something new to get sucked into, and I, that hasn't really happened yet. I, I I'm looking forward to some other games. So hopefully I have a question soon. for you: Have you yeah. played Golf Story on Switch? I have that game so much. It's, that game, it's a, it's that okay. game might be right up your alley. It, I've tried it. I I think it's the the golfing. I'm just not very good at it. So oh, I love the <laughs> yeah. golfing part of it. So. I, I think I think it's cool. I'm just not good at it. So it's just nice uh, that I can golf on a game and do all right. But when I actually go and really golf. Not so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Old 20. Yeah. Or, and recently I uh, played through my entire NES collection uh, just for the heck of it. and um, Which is insane, but yeah, that's, that's pretty uh, it's awesome. It's a couple, like, it's like, it's like a little over 100 games, so it's not like super, it wasn't super time consuming, because I wasn't like playing every game for 10 to 30 minutes or even an hour. It was like, if I played it for five minutes... And I felt like I was good, and I didn't want to play any more of it. I just, I just put it up. Uh, other games, I got sucked in, and played for like an hour or two, you know. But uh, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing: NES games, Stardew Valley, and Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay, cool. Thank you, Tony. Uh, who wants to go next? Why don't we get the uh, the guy with the nice, slick, southern accent, Derek? What have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing Skinner's Revenge. Um, recently, I haven't played that much retro. I just built a gaming PC for the first time in like 20 years. So modern nice. games, I've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky again because that's just a oh, fantastic game. Yeah, nice. especially with mods. Um, I just started a Surge on Xbox One because of Game Pass, and that's like power exoskeleton meets bloodborne which is pretty fun retro games though um mostly like old pc first person shooters lately um deus ex the original medal of honor and even a little bit of brutal doom mixed in with that i'm weird that like i don't intentionally play retro intentionally play modern it's like what do i want to play today is how i think about it and it yeah it's like whatever you're badly whatever in the mood for right you just exactly uh... Well, yeah. you guys see my Discord, see how much I jump around. Yeah, all over the place, yeah. That's Have you I played ha- the original Unreal on PC? Just the, yes. 
That I love that one. Oh, that's great. The only thing is, if you play on a modern system, you need to use the unofficial patch. Right. Afterwards, it runs flawlessly. I mean, damn well better. That's cool, man. Okay. All right. Thank you, Derek. Um, so, actually, a quick question for you, Derek. Sure. If you're somebody who's um, got back into No Man's Sky, um, what do you think about all the updates and patches they've been doing since release? Because that game got really heavily slated when it was released because people felt like they were lied to and it didn't have all the features they were promised. But I, I would say that, that you know the game has got to that point now. So, like, have you been finding that? I, um, I bought it day one. And I've enjoyed it ever since, but I am a deep, deep fan of classic sci-fi. So it's right up my alley. And I wanted something I could just sit back and explore. And it wasn't as strong as a hype, but I mean, what game it gets released is. So I wasn't too bothered by it, but the new additions they've done since release have just been nothing but amazing. And they've really made it the game that they said it was going to be. And I could not be happier with it. And honestly, most of the mods I do, I have on there are just like quality of life or simple tweaks to make it a little bit easier to work with other than that i couldn't complain about the game yeah yeah no i, I agree i i liked it when it came out anyway like i, I wasn't on the the hate bandwagon same yeah i i i've same with derek i bought it day one and um I, i've played it extensively since then uh i played it a lot last year uh after the next patch and it's it's I probably played it another 100 hours, 150 hours or something. I mean, it was it's just great. And now I guess it's even better. I, I kind of took a break again, but I plan on going back to it again probably at some point this year. But it's Yeah, the new updates, uh, it's, it's amazing. beyond the next one. That one's supposed to have yeah, I think, a lot I more Yeah, I think stuff. beyond. Yeah, I think I, you're right. I think it's, um, yeah, I think the next update is called Beyond. And I think that's the one that is going to include a VR update so that you can play it in VR as well. I'm actually looking very very soon to get my computer set up with vr so that would be amazing and if that happens i'll miss you all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be a puke fest for me but yeah that's cool if you can handle vr that's great i can't i can't handle God, vr until the, until, yeah i guess then i'd fall asleep with it on my head i guess Pixar didn't happen yeah it is okay. it is well, no man's sky beyond just to toss that in there for the okay the cool yeah that's, Thanks, what, that's what i thought Thank you. All right, Soren, since you're uh, talking now, let's let's hear your uh, your your smooth, suave British accent. What have you been playing, man? Um, yeah, I've been playing a, a few things. Uh, so I've, I've been playing a little bit of modern, a little bit of retro. Um, the modern stuff that I've been playing is actually Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, so I, I don't know, because Mark, you said you play a load of Melee. Um, mm -hmm. but do, you, do you play any of the new one as well? A little bit against my will, because uh, basically what happened is, after Ultimate came out, all the new kids kind of hopped on Ultimate, so I was like, mm. well, I gotta play something with them, so I've been playing probably more than people would think, because I'm a Melee player, but yeah, I've played quite a bit of Ultimate. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. No, I, I, I've really been enjoying it. I mean, I did, like, I started at Melee, like, I, I didn't play, I think the only one before that was the N64 one, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was melee, and yeah, I came in at melee and played most of them through uh, to ultimate. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. Um, I'm kind of excited to see uh, who else they're going to add to the DLC because they've still got four packs to announce. 
Um, and I'd like, I don't know if you guys have been following it, but the first DLC fighter they added was Joker from Persona 5, which is a solely PlayStation kind of franchise. So they, they're giving us the impression that who, whoever they're picking for these challenger packs are, they're not just going to be like other characters from the Mario world and things like that. They yeah. need to. They need to uh, include Toe Jam and Earl. The thing today, where supposedly the Google algorithm revealed what the next three or four are going to be like. Um, Doom Guy was one. Doom Guy. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that. My buddy That's is cool. a competitive Smash player as well, and he's been Doc. he's been uh, think yeah yeah friend Bug Doctor. He's been he's been really hyped that he thinks that. Uh, Doom guy's coming. He's a big hey, Doom hey, fan too. Can you too. check and make sure which four that was, so I don't sound like an idiot more than normal. <laughs> I think I know um, if some of the the rumors and things I've been hearing. I think it might be the same kind of info because yeah, I've heard Doom guy. I've heard uh, Steve from Minecraft. Yeah, they've got a big crossover with Microsoft at the minute, um, so Microsoft would happily lend one of their you know biggest brand um, icons. Um, was some of the other ones there was yeah doom guy steve uh it, according to this article it's banjo from banjo kazooie yep ryu yep. from okay. ninja gaiden doom Ooh. slayer from doom yep. and Atorius from dark souls thank oh, you so wow. wow that be, i didn't that's know that's really interesting dark souls huh yeah okay. i mean we just switched just got dark souls that's right too. it did man that's awesome okay mm, yeah there's some pretty good potential ones there um and the, like the thing that is kind of confusing me though is when they first announced this DLC, they said that they'll obviously all release after the game releases, and they'll all be out by February 2020. But the time frame that we've got between now and then means that they'll have to announce one and pretty much release it straight away at E3. Yeah. To get them all out in time, whereas with Joker, they announced him at launch and then waited months to release him. I think they'll do that, though. Um, with E3, doesn't Nintendo like to announce something at E3 and then give it to you really quickly afterward? A lot of times, yeah, yeah. they'll do something like that. Yeah, sort of like Apple, the way Apple does things, too. Yeah, didn't they and, do that with Breath of the Wild DLC or something? Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. They, they, and it would make sense for them to announce the full slate of all DLC fighters they're going to have and say, hey, we're releasing this guy this month, this guy next month, and so on and so on. But we'll see Nintendo. Nice Nintendo to plays. Say this. They don't play by anyone else's rules, but they're yeah, own. yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I would not exactly that it's bad per se, but it just that's how they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at um, was it the the last kind of big direct that they did, um, where they announced the whole Tetris Battle Royale game. Oh yeah, and then they just yeah. it was out it was out right then and there. Yeah, there was there was no hype, there was nothing leading up to it. It was just like, oh, here's this game, and bam, you can get it now. I've got to put my account on my brother's switch because uh, mine is slightly banned forever from online because I might have hacked it and pirated stuff on it. <laughs> I really want to play Tetris. Now, anyway. Derek, you shouldn't you shouldn't be admitting that on the air. <laughs> Are they going to really ban me? Oops. <laughs> I know, ban you some more. Right. It's actually, are. These Nintendo bans are way more severe than they've been in the past. Like, they don't just ban yeah. you. They ban your ass hard. 
They do. They banned Derek. I mean, and it, I think it pissed me off more than him because I wanted to play. I wanted him to play, and then all of a sudden he couldn't, and it was it was like, man. Well, it's funny dude. to me that it's like, oh, we're gonna ban you because you may be pirating, but then I'm not allowed to access the eShop. So, newsflash: I'm gonna pirate more now. <laughs> I know, like. It is strange that if they, if you get banned, you can't even download stuff. Like, I understand cutting you out of online play. That makes sense, but... Absolutely. Yeah, they're basically... And they for, and it's not your account that's banned, it's your console. So they basically mm-hmm. murder your console. And so what else will you do but pirate? It's like, it's your only choice. Yeah, and Derek Derek owned the Switch, paid for online, and owned a copy of the game. And he got... And it's I like, pre-ordered the Switch. I had a day yeah, one. It's crazy, man. So, yeah... Well, anyway, Nintendo's uh, Soren... going crazy right now with the the copyright stuff, though. Like, yeah, they are not playing. Yeah, that could be a whole art. episode, my man. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe a topic for another episode. Soren, what else, man? What else you've been playing other than Smash Brothers? Um, yeah, no. Uh, well, other than Smash, um, the other stuff I've been playing, I was quite um, excited to see this, and again, it was something that happened um, with no real fanfare or any kind of rumors leading up to it or anything. Um, but so, do you, are you familiar with GOG.com? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good old games. Good old Love game. that site. Brilliant site, and um, I, I uh, have their GOG Galaxy app on my computer, on my computer as well. Um, and I'm always like looking for you know old games and going through and playing like some cool old stuff. And then out of nowhere, over the last like month or so, they suddenly released Diablo One and Warcraft One and Two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, on so, where? On GOG, wow, that's, that's interesting. Cool. So they've got that's some very sort of like thing they're working with Blizzard, yeah. Well, then that they did that. Uh, the new remaster of Blood came out like the day they announced, and I need to pick that up still. Did did the uh, did the uh, does Diablo work on like Windows ten? Uh, yeah, and the the oh, cool thing shoot. with um with the Diablo one uh, version they've got on GOG is there's two versions you can play. So there's one which is kind of a little bit more optimized for like modern monitors and that, and then there's an original one which, uh, if you don't tinker with your own settings, it turns up in a little box about this big. I green. I I will buy that on payday tomorrow. I I love <laughs> I love Diablo. I love Diablo. the first Diablo. It, yeah, first Diablo. Oh, the sick. first one's amazing, but it gets even better. That so that original resolution version that you can play. Is also still linked up to Battle.net, so you can play online. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that is crazy, man. I didn't even... The last time I played the original Diablo uh, was probably in the, what, late 90s uh, over modem with friends in high school. I yeah, think. I didn't I've know Battle.net was in Diablo 1. I thought that was Diablo 2. It wasn't. Only. I don't think it yeah, was originally. it wasn't. I didn't even, know so. Even, uh, yeah, that was Diablo 2 that started all that. I thought Star- yeah, StarCraft 2 and Diablo 2. That's, That's interesting. That's cool that it's in there, yeah, I'm very really, cool. Now I'm really excited. Did you guys play a lot of uh, the old Blizzard games? I was I a did, massive yeah. StarCraft dude. Yeah, like, I that was my all. favorite game growing up. I played a lot of Warcraft one and two, and, and Diablo one and two. I didn't play a lot of uh, StarCraft. I I played StarCraft, but not not as much as I did Warcraft and Diablo. It's weird that I'm a huge RTS guy, but I've only like played StarCraft on 64. I just could not get into. Oh. It. There was a 60, StarCraft 64 on I have 64. It is. It is. Okay. Did not know that. Design-wise, it's clever, but actually playing it is 
awful. And this is coming from like a StarCraft super fan. I don't even play it, and I own it. It's so <laughs> shitty. It's a really cool thing that they were able to port it to the 64, and they were there were some clever things they did to make it work on the console. But that's wow. the most praise I can really give it. They should have went the Mario Paint route and included a mouse oh, and yeah. a little. Yeah, well, they should have done that. Released for the 64 Japan with the DD. Uh, they, yeah, they they, they might smart. have. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't make it wow. stateside though. Of course it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Anything else you want to add, Soren, or is that uh, that about it? Um, no, no, yeah, that's pretty much everything that I've been okay. been doing. Um, but yeah, right. it's a good shout out to uh, to good old games because whatever yeah. they're doing, they're <laughs> they're doing it well. And I yeah, just want to give them praise for being one of the largest online digital storefronts and has absolutely zero DRM. DRM, DRM free. Yep, that is great. I think Schmup players should check that out because Schmup players use this itch.io or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah but i think good old games could be a good thing people should look into as well yeah for real okay cool all right so i guess that leaves me so uh i've been playing uh also have i'm the opposite of uh mark right now i've been playing just modern stuff i haven't touched any retro stuff in quite a while um so i've been playing uh me and my buddy Donald, I've been playing Divinity Original Sin 2 a couple times a week. We play a couple nights a week. Uh, it's um, The Divinity series started, I think, in 2002, I think, with Divine Divinity. And then there was like three or four. I think there was Divine Divinity, Beyond Divinity, then Divinity 2, then Divinity Original Sin, which I also played. And then Divinity Original Sin 2 is the one I'm playing. So it's like the fifth game in the series <laughs> i guess wow but these last two um they're expansive rpgs and the last two uh were funded by a kickstarter and surprisingly uh turned out amazing uh if i had to compare them to any other games i would say uh they're a mix of like Baldur's gate and maybe uh ultima some of the newer ultima games and even some of the newer ultima games are like the early 90s but the ultima games ultima sevens particularly um they were, uh, you could manipulate anything in the game. You could move items around, steal stuff, you know, on a, just a really, really detailed level. Like you could walk into a house, grab a piece of bread or something, you know, just move a, move a lamp around, whatever. It was just crazy. So Divinity, uh, at least with these two newer games, uh, has done that, um, where it's a isometric, isometric viewpoint and, Almost every item in the game you see, you can manipulate or move around or put in your bag, whatever, you know, which is really cool. But it adds the tactical combat of something like Baldur's Gate or even it's kind of almost XCOM like the the combat. It's uh, pretty strategic and it's just it's super cool. Um, Having a lot of fun with it. We're maybe I don't know, maybe 50 hours into it or something. It's taken us forever because we're playing, you know, we're playing co-op. Which is also awesome. They let you play co-op in this in an expansive RPG like this. So that's a lot of fun. Um, I love my RPGs. I love uh, big in-depth RPGs like that. So I'm enjoying Divinity uh, Original Sin 2 quite a bit. And the other game I'm playing solo uh, is Breath of the Wild. Um, Zelda, obviously. I'm about two years late to this train. And uh, I know some of the guys in this call here have been telling me to play it. Tony, for one, for a couple of years now, and uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, at first I wasn't sold on it. Like the whole weapon, the whole weapon breaking thing annoyed me. Weapons break really fast, but it took me about maybe five or six hours, and then it just kind of clicked. And uh, it's probably one of the best games ever made. I think honestly, it's just it's the game world is so massive that I kind of get overwhelmed when I'm playing sometimes. And it doesn't really hold your hand. It doesn't lead you to where you need to go. It kind of just drops you know, subtle little hints that kind of send you on your way. But you get so distracted. It's kind of like No Man's Sky in that way where you see something off in the distance and you can just go there. And anywhere you go, anywhere you see, you can go, you know. And if you see something, uh, you see something on the horizon, like, you know, I know there's a big volcano in the center of the map and you can go to the volcano or you can climb any mountain you see. And pretty much any mountain, any most trees you climb, I mean, there's almost always something you're going to find. You climb a tree, you find bird eggs, you know, or a, or a, a kurok seed or an acorn or something you can use. Um, you climb a mountain, you find something on these, you'll find a rusty sword stuck in the top of the mountain that you can take, you know. Um, it's really cool, man. And it's cool the way it flipped, kind of flipped the, uh, the Zelda formula on its head and basically eliminated dungeons. So there's no more dungeons except for mini temples that you go to, but they don't take more than maybe 10 minutes usually to to figure out and most of them are puzzle puzzle based you, you solve a, a zelda type puzzle um but yeah i love it um, i'm so glad that i i uh, got into it and uh, i could i could talk about it all day honestly but yeah it's been it's been great playing that and those are basically the two uh the two games i've been engrossed in lately um i'll probably get the retro itch again at some point here pretty soon but for now yeah it's been mostly modern stuff for me so honestly i think that's for the best like I don't like people like, oh, I'm just a retro gamer. I'm just a modern gamer. Just play games you like. Don't worry about what year they came out. Yeah, I, I go on kicks, you know, and I go on kicks. And right now I'm on a modern kick. I just, I'm playing new stuff. But, you know, you say you, you look, oh, <laughs> nice cat, Derek. <laughs> if you look behind me, I've got, you know, a whole rack full. Yeah, of, I watched your cat earlier. Yeah. NES games and stuff. And I'll just, I'll, I'll be pulled to them, you know, kind of like being pulled to an old friend, you know, like, ah, okay. What's this? What do I feel like playing? Like Tony just did play through all his NES games. But yeah, it's been great. So anyone else uh, played Breath of the Wild at all? I know Tony has. Yeah. Derek little, has. A little too yeah. much. <laughs> Soren has. What about I, you, Mark? You haven't played Breath of the Wild? I have played it a little bit. Okay, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great game. I just haven't really sunk into it too much. Yeah, understandable. I I almost uh, almost ended up that way, where I uh, I felt like I was going to bounce off it, but I stuck to it. And man, when you stick to it, it's uh, it's really something else. I've never played a game like it. So, all right, cool. So uh, I think that'll wrap up our little what we've been playing section. So let's take a little break, and when we come back, um, we're going to talk about uh, the best and worst examples of retro, gra- retro game franchises that still exist today. and worst examples of retro game franchises that are still alive today. 
So we're going to start with the worst so we can end on a positive note later. <laughs> so um, some game franchises, some franchises, some game franchises survive a test of time. Some don't. Some blossom into modern masterpieces while others are hopelessly stuck in the past. What does it take to update an old franchise into something that appeals to both the original fans and new fans alike? Or in this case, what doesn't? Tony, why don't you lead us off and tell us? Well, um, the the most obvious example, and I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of this series anyway, but uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is a pretty ob- obvious exa- example. There have been a couple good games that have come out recently, but for the most part, the old games were great. They were really really good, and then the games that have come out recently. Not so much. You know, you look at uh, anything from Sonic 06 to uh, Sonic Boom, I guess. Like, those were all critically panned. I have not played any of those, so I can't really comment on it uh, too much. Another good example, I think, and, and we don't have to discuss this at great length either, um, w- would be the Mega Man series. The early oh, games, yeah. the early Mega Man games were phenomenal. Everything up until, like, Mega Man X 4. Was, was really, really good. And then after that, you know, it got worse and worse and worse. And, and the games, like the, the core series, just completely fell off until they made Mega Man, Mega Man 9, which was really good. Mega Man 10 wasn't as well received. Uh, the X games fell off. They You know, Mega Man X 7 is notoriously awful. Um, and to clarify, Mega Man's 9 and 10 uh, were the retro ones, right? They were yes, made they, exactly were the retro, like the they were yeah. the retro ones that were made for the... Uh, Wii, PS3, and Xbox 360. Those were right. pretty good. Um, yeah. But it has come back pretty strong with Mega Man 11, but that's the only new Mega Man game we've seen since Mega Man 10 came out like 10 years ago. So, um, but, yeah. Don't you be hating on Mega Man 8, brother. Mega Man 8. No. <laughs> Mega Man 8 is the worst Mega Man game. I think. No, it's not. <laughs> Mega Man and base well, okay. is the worst Mega well, Man. Mega Man well, 7 the worst, is worse than 8. No, the, worst ma- the worst main line. <laughs> the worst main line Mega Man game. Mega Man base is it's it's in there. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Tony debating Mega Man. We're just going to accept his reasoning. Yeah, just, just yeah Tony's the Mega Man expert here, so we can't really uh, debate with him on this. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, but I think Sonic's the good bad example. Yeah. Well, but in the case of Sonic, you could go all the way back to a lot of people say Sonic Adventure is where it fell off. Honestly, like some people think there hasn't been any good Sonic game since the Genesis days. Really, I mean, because there wasn't a Sonic game on Saturn, they didn't release one. So adventure, adventure, I think was good, but I think it's aged poorly. Um, at least from what I've uh, what I've seen lately, I haven't played it in quite a while. But um, yeah, I mean, Derek, you were mentioning a couple of the. Uh, uh, I feel bad the... saying that Sonic has been bad since I was grew up a Genesis <laughs> kid, but it's like I said before, the 21st century was really unkind to the Hedgehog, and honestly, yeah. Sonic Adventure has aged poorly. Sonic Adventure Two sucks. But I have to say that better. Sonic Adventure 2 has a special place in my heart. I actually like Sonic Adventure 2. Of course 2. it does. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but the like, best Sonic game lately has been by someone who's not technically Sega. Sonic Mania is right. the best Sonic game in 20 years. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much universally uh, agreed upon, it seems like. And ironically, it's one that was yeah designed exactly like the original 3. So <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Mark, you do prove something that I've said about Sonic Adventure 2. It's either you're a huge fan... And you're always going to love it, or you're someone like me who just can't freaking stand it. But why did you like it, Mark? Why did you like it, Mark? I do like it. Why? Um, 
Well, a lot of it has to do with the Chow Garden. I'm not gonna lie, that Chow Garden is okay, yeah. sick. <laughs> what? What? It, clarify. What is that? I haven't played Sonic Adventure Two. Okay, so, so uh, there's this whole other aspect of Sonic Adventure Two that has nothing to do with Sonic, really, or like typical Sonic style gameplay. It's like this RPG garden where you, it's almost like Nintendogs, but with little creatures, <laughs> and you tri- and you breed them and you do all this weird okay. shit. Yeah, it almost has it has little to do with the core gameplay. But also, if you speedrun Sonic Adventure 2, the game's actually pretty fun because it's busted as sh- busted as hell. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so the I Chows actually do like, look the game like quite Peach or Yeah, Chows are they're adorable little guys. So interesting. It's like if you like Stardew Valley and you like uh, um, what's the other one, Harvest Moon. It's kind of like that, but with so little Sonic creatures. What, what you're saying is Sonic Adventure 2 was way ahead of its time. I believe so. <laughs> the chows are pretty cool, though. I have to say. Wonder okay. what they taste like. Just uh, I'd, I'd assume uh, cotton candy know. would be my. Yeah, guess. that makes sense. Or marshmallow. <laughs> okay. Uh, have, what have, have you guys? Are... Sorry, have you guys seen um, Team Sonic Racing that's coming out this month? No, but um, the Sonic no. something All Stars that they had on Wii U is actually a lot of fun. Surprisingly. Yeah, the the Sonic Karting games are really, really good, but for some reason the new one, um, with the old ones they had like guest characters, but with the new one it's it's all Sonic characters, and one of the drivers is like a little team of those Chow things. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so like, yeah, you could, there's like three of them in a car, like all managing the steering wheel and the accelerator and that. Nice. I haven't seen that. It's like the joke about little kids stacking on each other, wearing a big coat so they can get into the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never played a Sonic racing game. I don't know. Oh, they're really good. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, they okay. really are. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Strangely, but they, they're actually fun. Well, moving on from Sonic, what other uh, examples do we have? Anyone else uh, have any ideas for a, uh, a bad franchise that was uh, once good? Uh, well, I, I can go with one. Um Go for it. So, uh, this one's a little a little lengthy, but I'll try and keep it short. <laughs> um, so, for me, it's the Elder Scrolls games. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this might be a little bit divisive, so, but just... You're saying yeah. that, that Arena was a good game? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, like, so... I, to be honest, I didn't actually come into the Elder Scrolls games until Oblivion. Um, but, oh, wow. okay. yeah, so I was pretty late to the game. But I did go back and play a bit of, like, Morrowind and things like that. But, um, so I actually really like Skyrim. Um, Skyrim's probably up there in, like, my top ten favorite games. Um, and, I mean, I've literally bought it on everything. So I've got it on, like, PC, PS4, Switch. Uh, You're like Tony. Yeah, <laughs> like I've got everything. I've got the and VR different. version. Um, it's, but the, the problem is, is like that's kind of the the problem with it, and why I think it's a, a you know good example for this in that it's a retro thing that's kind of gone a bit like wayside. Is they've not done anything new for so long. They've just kept re-releasing Skyrim, and even though they. Yeah, I think it was E3 last year, they did announce uh, Elder Scrolls Six is being worked on. They also said that it's using the same engine as Skyrim, which is the same engine that Oblivion used. So it's like, 
they're still working on an engine that's from like 2006 and they're they're trying to you know bring out a, a new kind of open world rpg and i just i don't think that that's gonna compete with what some of the other companies are doing you know if you you look at like some of the uh, some of the games we've had in kind of the past year or so witcher 3 the, like witcher 3 yeah, oh, yeah. That, think, like that Witcher is, 3 that or has like ruined open world games for me. That game ruined open world games for me. There's, <laughs> that's what I mean. There's so many companies doing better, better jobs. I mean, even things like so, like God of War, wasn't massively open world. But when you look at the production levels of that game and you compare it to say something like Skyrim, I know they released a large amount apart. But if they're building the new game on the Skyrim engine, how is it going to compete with things? You know, like that, or like Red Dead Two, or you know, all these games, all these other companies. God, Red Dead Two was so good. Better. Well, exactly. You could, you could compare it to like uh, going into I don't know Home Depot or something or, or someplace, and you see them running an emulator with a uh, with an old uh, monochrome uh, you know screen with a probably a an eighties you know. Uh, inventory system that they're still using to this day you know it's just they don't want to up they don't want to upgrade you know and i think uh in bethesda's case it's probably just the uh probably the same thing you know they're just I'm, lazy i'm yo i'm pretty sure that one of the reasons they gave is they said that all of their team know how to use that game engine so you know they're more familiar with it obviously they've been using it for over a decade but it's it's it seems odd that they would kind of be afraid or not afraid but like not willing to say teach people unreal 4 or you know that's 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 exactly like if you go into an office and everybody's still running freaking windows 98 yeah windows 98 (laughs) right or windows xp because they're not familiar with with uh windows 10 or windows 8 or whatever and they don't want to upgrade that's a that's the same argument that's so, yeah, that thing. is that is so silly. I hadn't it's heard that. Stupid. I hadn't heard that they were going to use the same. I, that was first me, but I mean, Sorn makes a great point. So I mean, like that the series is still good, but it's just stagnant. I mean, when you think about it now, they've almost released as many different versions of Skyrim between the original, the special, the VR, and that as they have other mainline Arena Scroll or Arena Scroll. Bloody hell. Yeah. Elder Scrolls games. Oh, it's yeah. kind of sad that they're stuck in that. Yeah. Hell, they own it, don't they? Why can't they use id Tech Four? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know and I you mean, you, you mentioned. Is, um... oh, go on. Oh, I was gonna say, you, you know, it's sad when Japanese developers, who are the most stubborn, backwards oh, people yeah. when it comes to these types of things, are finally moving on to Unreal and stuff, and yet Bethesda can't figure it out. That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. you can still do things with older tech that's incredible, but I just don't see the reasoning behind it. When they, if they make another engine from the ground up like they did for all the Elder Scrolls games, they're going to be the most familiar with it because they made the stupid thing. Yeah. But we'll see what happens between now and 2030 when it comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it does seem stupid. It's I, I feel like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because absolutely it, like i've got no doubt whatsoever that elder scrolls 6 is going to look amazing like the graphically i'm sure it's going to look phenomenal but it might play stiff and and kind of dated like yeah. like skyrim does exactly you you look at like character animations and things like that on skyrim and 
they kind of... They, oh, they, yeah. Well, doesn't Fallout 4 use the same engine, too? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because the mod tools work on both, so it makes sense it would be the same engine. Yeah. So it, it just it seems bizarre that they would stick with that. And to be honest, like uh, we were talking earlier about um, Breath of the Wild, you you compare it to say something like that. It's not just if you know, even if they move to uh, a newer game engine, it feels like they've kind of lost the art of being able to create an open world game because you look at something like Breath of the Wild, and like Zach said, you know, you you see a volcano in the distance, you go and investigate that volcano, you will find something. It will reward you for exploring. Elder Scrolls games, yeah, you look and look at a volcano in the distance and you can walk up to it, and there will be nothing up it. There, there will be anything <laughs> there. Like, you can go up it, you can go to it and climb it, but there won't be anything there. Like, they, they build their worlds very much, you know, like, here's a city, here's a city, and then here's a side quest, and here's a side quest. Like, they don't put all those, like in Breath of the Wild, those nice little touches of, you know, here's a, a sword that you wouldn't have found if you hadn't just decided to randomly well, go over there. Breath of the Wild, uh, since you brought it up, I feel like before Breath of the Wild, like, I feel like Skyward Sword, which was the Zelda game before Breath of the Wild, um, was what what Skyrim is to Elder Scrolls, where it was, it was just... Um, they had been using, I don't know if it was the same engine per se as they used for Twilight Princess or Wind Waker or, you know, the games before, but it felt like the formula was getting extremely stale by that point, you know. And so that's why what makes Breath of the Wild so amazing is that they not only updated the formula, but they created this amazing open world game that's just incredibly dynamic, you know. Like you said, Elder Scrolls feels kind of stiff in comparison, you know, whereas in Breath of the Wild, you can you can do anything, go anywhere, you know. It, it still baffles me that you're able to get on top of a mountain, look over the horizon, see something really, really far away and, and be like, all right, I'm going to go there. And then you can go. And more than likely, you'll find something there, you know? And uh, yeah. that's just, yeah, that's good game design. And it's cool. It's good that Nintendo, uh, find, I mean, I'm assuming they built that engine from the ground up, right? I mean, is that the... Is, as far uh, as I know, they did. Yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild, uh, I think that's its own engine, you know, which is even more remarkable, so, you know? So there's your, there's your good example. Yeah, there's a good example, uh, which was which is what I was going to use anyway. Uh, if you have, we can it's a good time to transition, I guess, into good examples of. Uh, I got modern. a bad one though. I can't let go of. I can't. Let All right. Well, let's before fast. we move on to good, let's hear your bad one. Okay, it's it's so bad. It's not even one game series. It's like a whole net of game series, and that's Capcom fighting games. They have gone to, well, <laughs> they've gone downhill hard in the past few years, <laughs> and it's not just one. It's like Street Fighter, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, the new Marvel games. I mean, it's it's looking bad. That's the only weird thing. I've I've still enjoy the Marvel vs. Capcom games, but I'm not a big deep into fighter. So it's just like me and my brother are playing for hours at a time. But yeah, they have gone downhill considerably. Three was good, but I mean, after three, the Infinite. Explain one? explain why, Mark. What what's the reason? Why have they gone downhill? I have honestly, who knows? Like, what is going on? I don't know well, how I mean, you forget like, that much about fighting game design so quickly, but... Well, I mean, like, what mechanics, like, what's changed that's oh, made okay. them not as good? Well, for one, like for one, a lot of people, I mean, it's almost, like, infamous now. All their, like, weird DLC practices, and they're just cutting oh, a yeah. lot of content out of the games, like, just stripping okay. the games bare. Like Street with Fighter, Street Fighter Five when it was yeah. released, it didn't even have yeah. a story mode in it and everything. Yeah, I was super excited for Street Fighter Five up to it. Till it come the day it came out, 
Like, I followed it so closely, because I'm a Street Fighter 4 player, too, and it just was the huge letdown as far as... And people... It's like when you get a Christmas present, and at first you want to kind of be like, no, it's actually a good present, and you're trying to, like, reason with yourself that it's good, but a few weeks in, you're like, wait, no, this is actually awful. That's kind of how Street Fighter Five was. <laughs> it's a great just, analogy. It's, yeah, it's missing a lot of the... Like, it's just so stripped down, where it takes out all of the exciting aspects of the gameplay. I guess a good example would be, I'm trying to think of something that's a modern game. Like an RPG that you guys love to play, and all of a sudden they, like, cut out 80% of the items, and you have one attack or, like, three spells, and that's your RPG. Okay. You're, it, you're making sense now. Yeah, yeah they that, just that, chopped that, out yeah, so horrible. much of what makes the game fun, essentially. They streamlined so far that they cut out the important bits, too. Right, yeah. So why do you think Capcom uh, has gone down this road? Do you think it's uh, because of the just because of the whole games as a service thing, where you gotta buy you know different parts of the game now, or you know microtransactions that sort of thing, or is it just? Uh, I think I don't know. I think what it was is they're trying to solve something that can't be solved. To be honest, they're because Street Fighter Four was a massive success because it became a more accessible than like third strike and stuff like it was easier to get into they added features to make it easier to learn so they thought okay that worked with four let's just turn that up even higher with five but they went so far that it stripped out what made the games rewarding and fun to play i think this is a little bit controversial because some people still like five but i don't think it's that controversial <laughs> Well, I think five. I think it was pretty unanimous that when five launched, it was kind of kind of a mess. At least that's what I heard. You know, maybe it's been improved since then. But yeah, well, and it basically opened the doors for Tekken and Guilty Gear and all the other fighting games to become successful in its wake. Because, like myself, for example, I stopped playing Capcom fighting games because I thought they sucked. So I started playing Guilty Gear and other nut <laughs> and Tekken and stuff. So soundtrack's better. Okay. <laughs> yeah there you go there's a reason so okay. it's weird because capcom is doing so well in their other departments with resident evil 2 dmc5 but whatever for whatever reason their fighting game division needs to figure something out here yeah well they're one of the last uh giant you know uh japanese giants left you know konami i mean konami's around but but they're not really uh doing triple a games anymore honestly mark hit it on the head earlier when he said that a lot of Japanese developers are just stubborn and set in their ways and Capcom is still the greatest third party developers ever existed but they are so stubborn and set in their ways about everything that it's starting to bite them in the butt now yeah yeah that's probably a fair assessment okay alright well why don't we move on to good examples then who wants to uh, who wants to, who wants to go first don't ever want to go at once. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Derek. I um, nominate you. For a good example, I'm a mark for this series. But the rebirth of the XCOM games yeah. was just about flawless. And it's really gotten me back to where I love playing strategy games again. Because I didn't play them for years after Age of Kings. And I've been nothing but sucked into XCOM 1 and 2. I'm playing them somewhat again now. They're just as great. And uh, for comparison, uh, for the the original ones, uh, how many were there? There was XCOM, 
Terror, then Terror from the Deep, then Apocalypse. Was there another one after um, Apocalypse, XCOM, or was Apocalypse? Terror from the Deep, Defender, Apocalypse. Defender. What was Defender? Enforcer. <laughs> Enforcer? Maybe that's okay. what. Where's my Steam library okay. when I need it? Yeah, uh, they looked that up for us. It looks like the, I don't see the years on these first ones, but the first one was XCOM Genesis and XCOM Alliance. Um, then there was XCOM Terror from the Deep in 95, XCOM Apocalypse in 97, XCOM Interceptor in 98, XCOM, just regular XCOM in 99. That's when, uh, it just, they dropped all the pre, uh, prefaces, XCOM Enforcer okay. 01, so on and so forth. Um, okay. So there's, uh, there's more games than I thought there was. Okay. A lot more I thought there were, but and the reboot the one. The reboot one was 2012. Then, yeah, that's Enemy right, Unknown. Enemy Unknown, right? And that was uh, a remake of the original, basically. Except, uh, what's the difference, Derek? I haven't played the new one, so but I played the the hell out of the original. Um, it, like you said, it kind of is like a, I want to say like a reimagining of the original XCOM with just more stuff to do since there's more, there's more technology now that we can do stuff. So instead of just you know having somewhat in the base to run, there's more to everything about research. Even the fighting, the actual combat has been changed a lot. And streamlined a bit, right? Like, yeah, somewhat. And but like smart streamlining, so it's not cutting too far. It's like when you cut a fingernail, you cut down to the cuticle or the quick. They're they're still leaving some on there. Every XCOM player I know of is thinking of this though, when you see eighty five percent chance to hit and you still friggin' miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know all about all about that even the original one. And in, in the original game you had to equip all your your team every single time you went down to a battle. I'm assuming they fixed issues like that. Yeah, newer, you could set them in games. the barracks to have whatever equipment you needed right. to time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's like a streamlined improved version of the original the original games. Okay. The, are, you um, guys, are you guys um aware of the uh Nintendo Mario XCOM game? Oh yeah, yes. Mario and Rabbids. That yeah. game was great. So oh, good. God, that game was great. So like, much fun. That was so weird to me. Like when I first discovered that, and I, I looked at the type of game it was, and I was like, "Sorry, it's Mario XCOM. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah, two things really good. that I would have put together, but it works." I was hoping for a tactical Mario RPG at some point, but. That surprised me that they went with that. Mm. I, think, I mean, it's a pared-down experience, but it's still so much fun, it is, and it, it shouldn't is, work. It is so good. <laughs> I loved that game. God, now I, I want to see it. like an actual Mario XCOM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't uh, actually haven't played that one, but I've heard heard a lot about it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely try to pick it up if you if you like like XCOM and that, those kinds of games, you'll you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've talked about Breath of the Wild enough. Uh, that was going to be the one, I, the game I talked about, of course. But uh, Soren, what do you got? Um, so, okay, so to give you a little bit of background here, I am playing. Like, I'm I'm big on my Switch at the minute, and I've been a Nintendo fan pretty much my whole life. Most of us here are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I do, I like everything. Like, I've been a Sony fan as well, and I've been an Xbox fan, and PC gaming and everything. But um, at the minute, I'm pretty high on, on my Switch. So, for me, best example of a retro franchise that's still going is Mario. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't think it'll be 
you know, knocked off of that number one spot for me. Um, I was going to give a special mention to Zelda because um, I do think that what they've been doing with that series is really good. I mean, I know some people didn't like uh, Wind Waker when that came out because it was such a change of style and everything, but I've liked every game that I've played of theirs and, and I think it's really good. The reason for me that Mario uh, just pips it, though, is that even with Mario, each new game is awesome, but they also manage to keep you really interested in the retro as well. So you look at things like Super Mario Maker, that has just like massively injected like enthusiasm into everyone to play Mario, but like original Mario and all the old Marios. So you know, it, people get excited about playing that as well as playing the new ones like Odyssey and things like that. So for me, yeah, Mario. I don't think there is a Mario game that I've played that I haven't liked. That's yeah, I really think you're right. Point. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, although I wasn't a huge fan of Odyssey, I just bounced off it really hard. But <laughs> every Mario game before that, uh, it was the same for me. Uh, I just think the uh, maybe I'm in the minority with this, but the the two the Galaxy games on the Wii are my favorite, maybe my favorite Mario games. Oh, you're definitely not in the minority. I've, yeah, I've heard that a million times. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. Because, man, uh, especially the second one, uh, just the spherical worlds and running upside down, I think it made people some people sick, which is probably, I've heard complaints, but like my wife couldn't watch me play because she was like, oh, I can't watch this. <laughs> it's making me sick, you know? But yeah, they just felt so, they felt unique in that way, you know? I don't, maybe there had been another game that had, that had done that um, beforehand. Maybe uh, was it? Um, what the heck is that series? Ja- Jack and Dax- Dexter. Jack and Dexter. Little Big Planet. Yeah. Right? Didn't they have something like that in Little mm, Big Planet? No, I don't no. think. I don't know. I think yeah, the the Dexter, Jack and Dexter, or whatever. I think had something similar to that before them. But I think that was it, man. Otherwise, Nintendo really did something uh, unique with the uh, with the Galaxy games, and the, to me, those were perfection. Like I couldn't. I think that's why Odyssey was kind of a letdown for me because I felt like it digressed a little bit back to more of the Mario sixty four type of uh, uh, stages. And um, I don't know. I, I didn't want that, but that's just my personal opinion. You know, I'm sure Odyssey's a great game, and a lot of people like it. But yeah, Mario's a great example. Here's probably a minority take, but <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Mario sixty four. It's my favorite. Uh, 3D Mario game, but I played Odyssey and I just I liked it, but it was a little boring for me to be honest. But maybe that's because yeah, I I play Mario 64 and that game so wild and what you can do and stuff. But that was my thought anyway on Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey. Uh, it's it's I think it's it's kind of divisive honestly because some people I, I think people either either love it or they're like eh I was kind of bored you know that seems to be the maybe that's everything nowadays I don't know but um, it didn't seem as as well received as uh, or you, you know unanimously loved as some previous uh, Mario games but I don't know I'm sure I just didn't get far enough to uh, give it a chance who who here is anyone else here played through Odyssey completely yeah you know, I liked all the way it. through I liked yeah. it well enough it wasn't like it wasn't like my favorite game. But I'm not a big 3D Mario guy anyway, 3D Mario game guy. Uh, I think I liked 3D World better, um, and I've never played the Galaxy game. I've never put any considerable time into the Galaxy game, so um, no, I'm, I'm all about 2D Mario. I'm not a big 3D Mario guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that makes sense. I think, honestly, like, the settings were what I like. Like, it was just so cool to explore the different levels. But it was the difference between a good, a really good game and a great game is Mario Odyssey is a really good game, but it's not a highlight of the series. I mean, there is absolutely nothing I can say bad about it besides it's not as good as some of the bigger names. And I'm with Tony. I haven't played much of the Galaxy series because I freaking hate waggle controls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that is one reason uh maybe not to play them. But it's I I mean the the motion stuff isn't too bad in that honestly compared to some of the other uh like in Twilight Princess I remember you had to go like this, you know, the and you know, yeah. and same with uh, same with Skyward Sword, man. The whole game you're going like this, you know, the whole time fighting, which was cool for a while, but your freaking arm gets tired, you know. But uh Galaxy uh was was kind of minimal, I think. There was a couple annoying motion motion games you had to do, but for the most part it was uh, uh, just amazing games. I loved them so much. I want them to put like the two-pack on Switch so bad. Yes, I would buy it and play them again. Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Like, um, I think a few people have mentioned this online as like a kind of more of like a pipe dream. But given that they are porting so much of their old stuff on Switch, it would make sense to do Mario Galaxy yeah. One and Two, especially. Absolutely, you've, you've already got all of the motion controls with the Joy Cons and everything like i can't see that it would be too difficult to do yeah i i I really wish they would do that because i would uh i don't have a wii anymore and uh uh, i don't even know if i i might have kept the games actually because i like the game so much but i got my my wii is long gone but yeah i would love i would love that i would buy that in a heartbeat so nintendo i would love to see like uh, a super mario all-stars 2 of all the 3d marios re-released for switch i'd buy that's a great idea that's a great idea actually (laughs) That's a great idea. They can include. They can include them all. They could do what sixty four, Sunshine, uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. Yeah, that that's a good idea. Twilight Princessy. What about Twilight Princess? <laughs> you just named it off with the Mario game. Did I? Uh, oh my god. Okay. Must be. <laughs> <getting. Zelda. laughs> Must be. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit of Inception there. He's like incepting the idea. I'm getting my getting my Nintendo franchise screwed up in my head. I've got, I've got one. I've got a, I've okay. got an example. Go for it. Um, so this is a, a, a series that I had not played until really this last year, um, and that would be Doom. Um, oh yeah. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I had some passing knowledge of of Doom, like the 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 original games, you know, for PC and all that. But then I, I, uh, I got the new one on Switch. And, um, you know, obviously it had been out for a couple of years at this point by the time it came out on Switch, but I hadn't played it yet. So I got it on Switch. I started playing it. I had some issues with some motion sickness. So I went back and played like Doom 1 and 2 and a little bit of Final Doom. And holy crap, th- those games are so good. Like I had, I, I didn't really know if I felt like I'd been missing out for years. And, you know, it was really cool to experience those for the first time. But then I went ahead and, and, and got got through the motion sickness stuff and, and played the new, you know, the, the, the latest Doom. And holy crap, that was one of the coolest video game experiences I've had, like, ever. Like, it is such a cool game. It's amazing. And I'm, like, so hyped for the next one now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Doom. I, I mean, I, I haven't played Doom 3 and I've heard some bad things about it. I've also heard good things about it. So, I mean, it just, it feels like, for the most part, their series has been, or, you know, that series has been good consistently. So Yeah, 
Doom three, Doom three is uh, d- another divisive game. I, I'm yeah. I'm someone who defends it. I played it uh, back in the day, and it's basically a survival horror game, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, more so than even a you know a balls action. For it's definitely the slowest Doom game. Um, and and they make you they make it so where instead of putting a a light on your gun, you have to hold the light or hold your gun, but not both at the same time. Mm-hmm. But they did that for tension reasons, I think, so that you you couldn't uh, you had to. You know, go around in the dark and look for things, and then yeah. whip your gun out. You know, I liked it though. I thought it was—it's by far the scariest, uh, especially when you go that when you go to Hellman and you're listening to these audio logs of these uh, of these soldiers and, and people that are, that were stuck down there. It was creepy, man. Like I was in—I was in college, or maybe it was just after college when that game came out, and me and my brother uh, for a while lived in my parents' garage after college, and I remember going to sleep in, you know, on the couch or something and listening and hearing my brother play in Doom 3 and, and hearing all these, cr- these, these crazy sounds and listening to the audio logs, you know, as I was half asleep. And I was like, I woke up like in a nightmare, dude. It was terrifying just <laughs> listening to it, you know. I think it's worth a playthrough. It's, it's pretty cool, you know, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, I think I it's know, part but, yeah. of it is a, it's like this, like, deconstruction of the classic Doom tropes, which just kind of felt out of place for the series. It's still a pretty fun game, honestly. And the survival horror elements are pretty awesome, but man, Doom 2016 is just balls yeah. to the wall power fantasy, and it's great. Like someone on the internet described, in Dark Souls, you're locked in a room with demons. In Doom, the demons are in a room with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah, Doom 2016, definitely one of my favorite games in the last decade. I would say it's just it's what it's what every update uh, of a classic game should be. It was. It's very much like the original two Doom games, but just updated, and and then the uh, what do they call them the the, the glory kills or whatever. Oh, yeah. so fun. oh dude, yeah. man, just doing those, <laughs> doing like a bunch of those in a row or something. It's just is so satisfying, you know. Oh, you know what I like... thought when I first played Doom twenty sixteen is because I'm a big fan of it too. Is wow, someone did their research and played some Ninja Gaiden too because. There's a lot of similarities between the mechanics, other than in Ninja Gaiden you have a sword, and in Doom you have guns. But this is oh. the the rebooted Ninja Gaiden. Right? Ninja Gaiden Two ones. on the 360, okay. yeah. Okay, the which is my yeah, favorite yeah. modern game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because that has the decapitation system. It has like a lot of the combat mm. systems that you see in Doom 2016. So I think it was like a interesting concept that they kind of took a 3D action game like that, those elements, and then put them in a first-person shooter, essentially. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. If like you really want to see the genesis of Doom 2016, and I sh- I just want to mention this for anyone who wants to play the original Doom games, the Doom 1 and 2 mod, Brutal Doom, yeah. is pretty much that, and I cannot recommend that enough. That's, to me, the best way to play the original Doom games. But yeah, yeah I mean, ins- Mark made a good point. I never thought about the connection there, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, like even when you kill enemies in Ninja Gaiden 2 with special finishers, which are basically like glory kills, you get uh, Nimpo, which is the same. And you kind of get Nimpo in uh, Doom, but it's those, I can't remember, like the points or whatever. So you heal and stuff like that. Or you get ammo. It's like pretty pretty interesting, the parallels between the two. I might have to play that. Plus they're both super super gory and and like violent, so... I haven't yeah. played any of the new Ninja Gaiden games. I might have to do that. I, I'm a big fan of the old ones, but never played the new ones. That was going to be my pick, but I don't know if it counts because it's been a while since a new one's come out, so is it still going or not? It's. I'm sure they'll make another one, but it's kind of in 
hibernation the Ninja, right now. Not the Ninja Gaiden series? The reboot, yeah. What was the last one they did? Was it Ninja Gaiden 2 on 360, or was it, has there been one since then? I thought there was a third one, wasn't there? There was a third one. So Ninja Gaiden 3 was a piece of shit, but then they went back. <laughs> Team Ninja got, like, remorse and went back and redid it and called the Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, which is improved. It's, okay. it's pretty good, but it's not as good as the other ones, but still. I mean, at least they didn't end off on 3. They kind of went like, well, okay, wait, wait a minute. We didn't mean that here. Because <laughs> it'd be like if they did Street Fighter Five and they removed all this stuff from Street Fighter Five, and then they're like, "Wait, no, we're gonna put it all back in." And so that's kind of what they did <laughs> with Razor's Edge. Yeah, that, I think Ninja Gaiden's a good example of a, for the most part, of a series that uh, evolved and adapted to 3D very well. I yeah. mean, I remember when it came out on Xbox originally, the original Xbox. Uh, I played that one a lot, the, the original one, and that the game was amazing, dude. Really I good. Mean, it was really, it was nuts, you know, and uh, I didn't play the second one, but um, yeah, that's def- that's a good example, I think, definitely a good example of a of series that that has survived. I think we'll see what happens next if they uh, bring it bring it out of the uh, coffin. I think they will with uh, with all the popularity of Dark Souls and stuff, because yeah. now gamers are starting to kind of make the connection. They're like, wait a minute, Ninja Gaiden is a lot like Dark Souls. They have a lot in common, so I think. Team Ninja will be will be more primed to release a fourth one here soon. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Anyone else have anything to add? I have a series that's probably controversial among some nerds, which is uh, Fire Emblem. I'm a big Fire Emblem fan. No, those are great okay. games. Yeah. And some people don't like what Awakening did with the, the series. It kind of streamlined it and added some sexy elements to it and uh so some people don't like that but i think it's there's still really solid games gameplay wise and i liked conquest a lot so i'm looking forward to the new one coming out yeah i mean the core the core gameplay of awakening was still really fun just yeah the hesher stuff was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm not a good i'm not a good representative of the fire emblem fans because i'm more about tactical gameplay than story so I'm yeah, like I hear mashing, you. I'm mashing through the cutscenes a lot of times, so I only have a vague idea of what's going on story-wise. For uh, for those of us who've never played a Fire Emblem game, meaning me and maybe Tony, and I don't know about Soren, but what uh, they're traditional JRPGs, right? That they're that type of game. What type uh, of game are they? Exactly? They're tactical. No, they're not. RPGs. Okay, tactical yeah. RPGs. Yeah. Okay, so like like Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. or something along those that's lines. A, that's or, a pretty uh, good analogy. I think yeah, they're or, a little uh, bit more. But in- yeah. The, they're more well, strategic than tactics, yeah. and I'm I'm a yes. huge fan of tactics. Okay. So then, something like Front Mission. Uh, or yeah, that's like that. actually a pretty good. One. Did you ever play okay. Advanced Wars on the DS or GBA? Yeah, so it's so it's they're, similar to that. They're like that's the same dev, and so the, they have very close similarities gameplay wise. Okay. Z, you're a Genesis collector. Have you ever played the game War Song? War song. It's a little more. It's a rare Genesis yeah. game. But if you play that one, it's pretty close to a Fire Emblem how, game. How close are they to like the Shining Force games? I don't think they're too close to oh, Shining okay. Force. Uh-uh. I don't know. I've never, I've never played a Fire Emblem game. I haven't either. See, I and see that just goes. I, I didn't even know. I thought they were like a tr- traditional JRPG, but apparently they're tactics based. I didn't even know that. No, yeah. If it was a traditional RP- or JRPG, I wouldn't be playing them anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah. probably right. <laughs> One of the first tactical RPG series as well. Yeah. Okay. How long? How long have they been around? Famicom. 
Yeah, Fire Emblem's old did, as shit. Did they? It came out on the wow, Famicom, okay. yeah. When's it... Have they always... Nintendo owns owns it right now, or it's, do they... Uh... It's second party. Intelligent Systems makes Fire Emblem. But okay. Nintendo... It's kind of like HAL Laboratories, where Nintendo basically owns HAL Laboratories. Or or Platinum Platinum Games, that sort of thing. I think, the company uh, that makes, I think Platinum's uh, a little more independent, because Are they? they've worked with Sony and stuff on Nier and... Yeah, kind of like how with Kirby and then with yeah. uh, um, okay. Game Freak. Uh, exactly. For Pokemon. second party, I'd say it would be um, Naughty Dog. Right. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a good example. Yeah. yeah, all right. Okay. And for Microsoft, um... Nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing currently, I guess, except, yeah, they don't even... Uh, oh, rare. Rare. Rare, rare. Oh, yeah. Good call, good call. Yeah, they just, is a good call. They just straight up own Rare, though. Right? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah. bought Rare. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Nintendo yeah. owns Intelligent Systems. Maybe they do. I have no idea. I think they at least own the IP for Fire Emblem, though. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Intelligent well. Systems is closely affiliated with Nintendo, uh, but not owned. It doesn't look like. There you go. Okay. You're so man, like Nate. a so kind of a second party deal then they, they yeah. developed for Nintendo, but okay. Cool. And I guess, uh, well, I guess on that note, uh, we can wrap it up. We got a pretty good discussion there. All right, well, on behalf of uh, everyone here, Soren Day, Tony Brazel, Derek Moore, Mark, Nate, and I'm Zach, and we'll be signing off our uh, episode one of Game Fellas. We will see you next time. <laughs>